Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe, actually a very deep mystical one. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Atta Horeisel Adas. And the Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on the day of Simchas Torah in the year Tavshin Lamed Zayin, 46 years ago. The Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse and it was given out <coughs> as a contrast a booklet in honor of Shmini Yatzeres, the eighth day of Sukkot, and Simchas Torah, in the year Tavshin Nun, 33 years ago. So again, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the verse in the Torah where it says, Ato Adas, you have um, uh, revealed yourself that we should know, Ki, what should we know, Ki Hashem, who are like him, that God is our God, other than God, there is nothing else. Now this verse is the first verse of the 17 verses that we say before we do a kafot on Shmini Yatzeres and Simchas Torah. And the Rebbe says, it's possible to say that since this verse is the first of the 17 verses, besides the fact that it's the first of the 17, within there it includes all the 17 verses. Just like, for example, in the head. So you have the head, which is over the body, one of the limbs, one of the part of the body. But within the head, the whole body is, is, is um, existing on, on a spirit, on, on a, on a, in a certain level in the head. So the same thing also, all the verses are included somehow into this verse. So therefore, the Rebbe asks a simple question. What is the connection between the verse of Atta Horeis Ladas with the whole idea of going a kafot and we dance with the Torah? More than that, Rebbe says, we have to understand, based on what the previous Rebbe said, that when we say the verses before our kafos, the, the purpose of every one of these ver- 17 verses is that we're bringing reasons for the simcha, for the joy and the celebration of Shemini Yatzer, just like we find in Rosh Hashanah, Reference to the verses of Malchios, God is the king, Zechreinos, the, the, to, to remembrances, and the Shoifreis, which the verses are in, in connected to the idea of the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, making Hashem the king. So the same thing also that these verses, are, the Friedrich Rebbe says, is connected to the idea of the Simcha of, of, of Shemini Yatzer Simcha So then the question is, what's the connection between this verse of Atta, Reis, Ladas, to the Simcha, the joy and celebration of Srini Yatzeres and Simcha Sarah. And especially, that when was Atta Reis Ladas said? It was re- reference to Matan Torah, when Hashem gave us a Torah. And that is a different holiday, it's a holiday of Shavuos. So the question again is, what is the connection between this verse of Atta Reis Ladas and the tremendous Simcha that takes place in Shemini Yatzeres and Simcha Sarah? So says we're going to understand this with an introduction which is explained elsewhere, in reference to the verses that we say on Rosh Hashanah, in the verses of Malchios, Kingship, Zichreinos, Remembrances, and Shoifreis, this that we have to bring different verses to prove biblically about the idea of Malchios, Zichreinos, and Shoifreis, because obviously it's very, very high. It's a very, very high spiritual level, so you have to bring the verse to support it. So therefore, <clears throat> so therefore, and same thing applies to the verses that you say before Kapot. This that you have to bring verses 
from the Torah, in reference to the Akafot that we're doing on Shri and Sarah Simcha Torah, is just like a Rosh Hashanah we're dealing with a high thing. The same thing also, the Simcha of Simcha of Shmini, of Akafot and Shmini and Sarah Simcha Torah is also a very, very high thing. And like the Rebbe brings an example, like the altar of assessment of Kutti Torah, that we find in reference to the, um, the, when they poured the libation of wine in the temple, so in the Torah, there's verses that talk about it, about pouring the wine on the altar. However, the, when, they, when they poured the water on the altar, that doesn't say in the Torah. It's only we, something which is called in, in Hebrew, I'll say it and I'll translate, Halacha Sinai. It's something, a, a law that we know that it comes down from, from Moshe Rabbeinu. Now why the wine says clearly and the water, the tremendous celebration takes place in Sukkot in reference to the water that was spilled on the altar. How come it doesn't say in the Torah? Because the spilling of the water, the pouring of the water on the altar on Sukkot is much higher. And because it's so high, it cannot be enclosed in materialistic finite words. So the same thing applies as well. This that they have kafot, the dancing with the Torah and Shmini Yetzirah and Simchas Torah, is is um, is not it's not exp- it's not uh, expressed exp- explicitly in the Torah. <clears throat> and not only is not expressed explicitly in the, in the in the written law, the Torah Shabbat Shabbat, but it's also not expressed in the oral law Torah Shabbat and it's, we know it's just a custom. Why? Because just like this pouring the water is not written in the Torah because it's a very high level, so how much more so when it comes to that kafot, where it's just a custom, that's obviously a much greater and much higher uh, impact that's taking place when on Shmir and Sarah Simcha Torah reference that kafot. Now, nevertheless, Rebbe says, the Simcha that, that takes place when they pour the water on the altar, what is that called? It's called Simchas Beis Sheva, And that's a huge Simcha. Like we said, it's higher than even being able to be enclosed in a verse in the Torah. And matter of fact, as it says in the Talmud, whoever didn't see the Simcha, the joy of Simcha Beis Sheva, has not seen any Simcha in his life. But nevertheless, as great as that Simcha is of pouring the water, Simchas Beis Sheva, it's still a finite Simcha. It's still a finite joy and celebration. And how do we know that? Because the fact is, when it came to Simchas Beis Sheva, so it says in the Talmud, only the Hasidim, only the Anshay Maisa, only the pious people, only the special people would dance. But, mo- but all the people came to see and to hear, but they did not partake in the dancing. In other words, since there's a limit to who can partake in the actual Simcha, only this, the, 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 so to speak, the special people, the elitist people, people that refine character, etc. So, obviously, even by the people that were celebrating the Simcha, it's still finite. Because a real Simcha that's infinite is not limited to a certain type of people. However, when it comes to the Simcha's Torah, when it comes to the celebrating a Kafis on Simcha's Torah, and especially when it comes to Kafot, which we know is a custom, and we know the rule is anything that's a custom is, is, is considered Torah, all the Jewish people, men, women, children, all partake equally in that surrender Simcha. Why? Why does everyone partake equally? Because the Simcha, Simcha's Torah is much higher than even than the Simcha's Beis Sheva. Not only that, to take it a step further to see how powerful the Simcha of Simcha's Torah is, that what happens is we have two nights of a kafot. You have the first night, Shmini Yatzeres, and then you have the second night as well, the night of Simcha's Torah. So the custom is 
that you have to have greater simcha the second night of Simcha's Torah. And those you have to continuously increase the simcha from one night to the next to the next. And if you don't increase, it's not considered a complete simcha. Why? Because that's yesterday's happiness. So the first night you have an intense amount of simcha, but the next night you gotta go higher. And the, like Dara brings the altar rights in a siddur. That what happens is let's say somebody went to his synagogue and he had a kapot and he was happy and he celebrated. And but then there was another synagogue in town. So what happens when, and, and they didn't finish us their kapot. So when you go there and they didn't finish, you should enjoy and celebrate with them also. So you see that the simcha that takes place on Simcha's Torah is, mu- is the greatest possible simcha that it could be. And so that's one component. So again, so you see that the simcha Simcha's Torah is very, very huge. And the Rebbe goes on further to say that just like, and, and it was A, it's a very big simcha, and B, it applies to everybody. And there was a, it's just like the idea of, of when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, that we had in Rosh Hashanah, where we say, where everyone crowns Hashem as a king. And so what happens when you crown Hashem as a king, it's not only certain people crown Hashem as a king, everybody crowns Hashem as the king. Like, we, like it says in the Torah clearly, Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim Kolchem Hayoyim is referring to the day of Rosh Hashanah. We're all standing. On the day of Rosh Hashanah, all Jewish people are standing together, from the heads, the simple people, water carriers, wood choppers, everybody, are all unified in crowning Hashem as a king. So what the Rebbe is saying is, before we go further, what the Rebbe is saying is that what happens is, the, on Simcha's Torah, A, we have this huge, huge, infinite Simcha, which is much higher than than uh, than even the Simcha, which the great Simcha of Simcha's Beis Sheva. And the reason why it's so high is, as we can tell, because it's not even written in the Torah or in the oral law. It's, it's, it's much more powerful. And also the Simcha applies to everybody. Everyone equal. Just like Rosh Hashanah applies to everybody. So same thing also when it comes to the Simcha, Simcha's Torah, it applies to everybody equally as well. Now, so again, what did we just learn? We learned that the, the Simcha of, of Simcha's Torah applies to everybody, just like the unity that takes place in Rosh Hashanah. Everyone is crowning God as the king. Everyone equally. So Nathan is going to say as follows. This unity of the unifying all the Jewish people where it's initially on Rosh Hashanah, and obviously as well over here on Simchas Torah. So there's two levels, there's two ways to understand the idea of unity. One idea of unity is that everyone is unique, everyone is special. The scholars are special in their scholarly work. The, the, the people that do physical mitzvot are special in their physical mitzvot. Everyone has their unique thing. Everyone has their specialty. So even though everyone is unique, which means everyone has their strong suit, and they have their weak suit, they have their pros and their cons, but when we're unified as men, we're one big, big group, so this one excels here, this one excels here, and together we make a real solid group. That's one level of unity, in other words. So one second, what are we saying? That in a simple person, there's a quality that the, that the, that the elitists don't have. What, what does that mean? They're explained very simple and beautifully, and, and it's practical. This that we're saying a simple person has a quality that the, so to speak, the elitists don't have. So there's an expression in Kabbalah that says, notes So sometimes the end is wedged in the beginning. So what, what's at the end, so to speak, the simple water carrier, wood chopper, the simple person that does simple mitzvahs, he's actually wedged even much higher, much higher at a greater level. In other words, specifically the lowest level 
which is called Tachta in a safe at the end, that is reaches in the beginning. And as the source is is much higher. And as the source of the of the, of the person that so to speak God is not necessarily so revealed in his life is on a much higher level. In other words, somebody that's considered a Roish, the beginning, what's his quality that he's in the beginning? But someone that's at the end, his quality is, yeah, maybe is, is the fact that he's sourced in the beginning. <clears throat> so that's one level. So one level of unity is what? Everyone's unique. Higher level, lower level, but we're all, we're all unified. That's one level. So different levels, but it's all one. The second level in unity is that, you know, as a reference to Rosh Hashanah, and obviously applies to Be'er Sumkastar as well, everybody is one. In other words, it's not we're higher, lower, better, worse, different, etc. No, no, everybody is one. It's like the body. There's one one hand, you have the head, you have the feet, you have the hands, different, and then it's all unified. Or you can say, no, no, there's one body. There's one body of the Jewish people. It's not better, worse, one body. There's no higher and lower. There's no head and, and the bottom. And like Jeremiah brings, for example, where the Torah says, by Yehi B'Shurim Melech, God was king over Yeshurun. The Jewish people are called Yeshurun. Why are the Jewish people called Yeshurun? So Yeshurun comes from the word of a shear, <coughs> which is basically a song, which is basically like a circle. And know a shear is basically a round circle. What is a round circle? There's no beginning, no end. By God was over Yeshurun, the part, the fact that we're all one. We're all part of one circle. And the circle is no higher and lower. We're all equal. So that is what the two components of unity in Rosh Hashanah. On one hand, everyone's unique, but on the other hand, we're united. Or we're just one, one block. So the reference of the same applies in reference to this, the joy and celebration of the Hakafot, of, of Shmini Atzeres and Simchatero. They also have those both two components. In other words, we find those two same things when it comes to the celebration of Simchatero. On one hand, we know when you dance, so how do you dance? You dance with your feet. And the feet actually elevate the head. Now, if you're dancing, you're so happy, why isn't the head dancing? You never see a head dancing on the floor. The feet is dancing and the feet moves the head. Why? The same idea like we learned before. The Kabbalistic terminology notes Saifon Bitchilasan. Even though really the head is the brains and the feet is only the feet, but the fact is that in the feet, it, the source is much higher. In other words, there's the head, the intellect, there's the feet. But in, in a certain component, the feet is much higher than the head because the feet will take you where you have to go. <clears throat> so that's one component in the joy, where there's a head and a feet, and the feet carry the head. That's one level in, in, the, in the Simcha. On the other hand, we find another component in the Simcha, the joy of Simcha's Torah. How do you celebrate the joy of Simcha's Torah you don't sit down, open up the Chumash, open the Talmud, and open the Kabbalah, and let's sit down and learn. Or, you know, meditate on it. What do you do? You take a Sefer Torah, and you don't even open it. The way it's, the way it's totally closed, and it's, it has its covering on top of it, and you dance with a closed Sefer Torah. Why are you dancing with a closed Sefer Torah? Because the joy of Simcha's Torah is connected to the Torah, not the way it's a revealed, the revealed part where it tells us to do this and do that and the meditation and the deep Kabbalistic insights, etc. It's the way the Torah is connected to Hashem, the higher than the level of revelation. In Kabbalah, it's called the Makif of Torah, the hovering part over Torah, which cannot be enclosed in Chachmah. 
or it's called Kesser, the crown of Torah. It hovers over. In other words, in Makif, something that hovers over, there's no higher and lower. In Seder Hishtalshlos, you have higher, you have lower. But in Makif, it's all one. So to recap, so what the Rebbe is saying is you have these two components when it comes to unity. One hand, everyone's unique, but it's all one. Or it's one block. The same thing applies with Simchas Torah. On one hand, you have the feet, which is carrying the head. So there's a head and there's a foot, but the feet's carrying the head. On the other hand, the Simchas is just pure Simcha with the Torah itself. So based on this, the Rebbe explains, this will be the connection of the verse, Atta Haresa, with the joy and celebration of a Kafot. Because in the verse, the Rebbe is giving you like now a, uh, a, a cliff note, what we're going to deal with in a, in a minute. In the verse of Atta Haresa, you have those two components. Like the is going to explain soon at length. You have the two components. On one hand, there's different details, and it's one. On the other hand, what? It's totally one. And the is going to explain that as follows. Okay. <clears throat> so again, to recap before we go for, forward. Okay. So what we just learned was that when it comes to the Simchas Torah, the joy is a powerful joy. It's a unified joy. In unity, there's two levels where it's multiple head and feet and, it, and then it becomes one, or it's one block. And these two components of the, the multiple that's one, or it's totally one block, we find in Anta Aresa. And Deborah's going to explain it as follows. What does the verse say? Atta, you, Haresa. Now, Atta means you. Now, so Atta is, is, is saying you, it, it's pointing out to the person whether it's God or a person or a thing, Atta you. So Atta is an expression, I'll say it in Hebrew, and I'll translate it, it's Lashon Noichach, p- pointing to what you're talking about. When you're pointing to something that you're talking about, Atta, this Atta, you, so referring to something which is revealed. If it's not revealed, how are you saying you, him, her, what? So Atta is what? Referring to the idea of something that's revealed. When you use the expression in Torah, um, <clears throat> Ki Hashem, who? Who? So who is, is, is not saying specifically what it is. It's more passive. It's more concealed level. <clears throat> so the difference between Atta, which is more revealed, and who, which is more conceal, concealed, so there's, two, there's two, different, two different insights to that. And that's as follows. So again, we're dealing with the two terminologies. Atta, which is more technically a revealed term, and who is more a concealed term. So generally speaking, the first the first insight is what's higher, Atta or who? So obviously, the, on the first way, way of thinking is Atta is lower than who? Why? Because who? What does who mean? He. It doesn't say who it is in a more abstract, the more in a concealed way. So since it's in a, in a concealed way, it's referring to the level of light which is higher than being able to be revealed. When you say Atta, it means, oh, it's revealed. But since it's revealed, it's lower. Versus who, right? So it's out there. So obviously it's a higher level. Practically, what, is, what, what are we referring to when we say who, where it's, where it's not revealed? It's referring to the light of Seviv, this makif where it's something which gets internalized. And then there's Seviv, which, which hovers over. So when we say who, it's referring to what? The light of Seviv. That that revelation in the world is not in a way that it's revealed, but it's it's, it's revealed and it's in a, it's connected in a concealed way. On the other hand, what is Atta? No, you're you're saying what it is. That is referring to the light of Memale, the part that gets re- filled in the world, the part that gets revealed in the world. 
So again, so the first insight of Atta and Hu, so Hu is the higher level, Soivev, it hovers over, it's more makif, it's more concealed, and Atta is the part that gets internalized, which is more minaprimius, which is referring to Ayyuhamali. That's one way to look at it. Two Jews, three opinions. So Atta, we have one, 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 one insight. Now we're going to go to the second way to look at it. That the truth is, Atta, you, is higher than who? How's that the higher than who? And never explains it like this. Like it says, it, it says in, the, in, 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 in the Torah, Atahu Hashem Levadecha. Atahu, we're saying Atta, you, what, you are Hashem Levadecha, on your own. What is, uh, on your own, what does that mean? So, <clears throat> so who, Atahu Hashem Levadecha. So you have both of them. So who is referring to, like we said before, the light, which is still abstract, higher than being revealed, but after what he's saying now is not lower where it's revealed, which is Mamali, we're actually going up a notch. Atta was referring to Atta, you, you know you? No, no, the essence. In Hebrew it's called Atmos, the essence. Like when someone says you, so you can refer to you, details about you, or we can say, no, no, you, the essence of you, which we're going deeper, it's much deeper, it's going to the essence. And that part of Atta, that's revealed all over the place. The essence of Hashem is all over. Maybe not in a revealed way, but the essence of Hashem is all over. As we know that the expression is Shem Shemayim Shagbe Vikol. Everyone says Hashem, Hashem. What Hashem? You see Him? No, because Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is everywhere. So the second insight is who is referring to Soivev. And Atta is actually referring to the essence of Hashem. So the same thing would apply... Knows these two insights of Atta, where on one hand Atta is referring to Mamale, who is Saivev. The second insight that who is Saivev and Atta is the Atmos. So the same thing also when it says Atta, Haresoladas, you have shown so that we should know what is Atta referring to. So it's also both insights of Atta, in other words. And everyone's going to explain. Knows, in short, there's Atta, there's the Atta, the lower part, the way Hashem fills the world, and then the way Atta is referring to the essence of Hashem. Like the Rebbe brings from the Alter Rebbe and Lakut Torah, in a Hasidic discourse called Vyadata Hayoyim, you should know today, so he explains over there that this that the Torah says, Vyadata, use our Chachmat, our Bina Das, our Das, Vyadata Hayoyim, we should use our Das to know, we should give to heart, Ki Hashem Hu Elohim, that's one verse. So the Altar says, one second. What is it, what is Hashem telling us? We should understand, we should feel. is one. So the Altar says, what do you mean? But it says already in the Torah, It already tells us, it already tells us Hashem who's Elohim. So the Altar explains, this that it says, You've given us to understand is referring to what? The, the, the level of knowledge, the way, way Hashem fills the world. And the, the commandment, the Yadat HaYoyim, is that we ref, it's referring to what? The level of Soiviv Kalaman. So you see that the author is saying that it, the Atta is referring to what? The level of Malak Now, but the Rebbe says on the other hand, in many places it's explained that Atta Haresh Ladas is referring to Atmos, the essence of Hashem. 
<coughs> so you see again that the idea of Atta, which first they have explained generally, Atta you have Atta the way it's Malay, and then you have Atta the way it's Atmos, and who is always Soivev. But now he's bringing practically from the Alta ever he says clearly that Atta is referring to the way Mamali Kalalmim, and the other hand, Atta is referring to the essence of Hashem. And like the explains now more a little deeper about the essence. And like the Alta explains, what does Atta mean? You. You know, and he tra- and he says in Yiddish, do you atzmos ayin say baruch with the essence of the infinite light, heresa. I'll say it in Yiddish, hasich bavizin. You allowed yourself to be shown ladas as as men sold dear visin. So the author explains atzmos ayin ladas as follows: Ata, the essence of Hashem, heresa. Hashem allowed. To be revealed, Lada, so that we could comprehend the essence of Hashem. We can connect to the essence of Hashem. Powerful insight. Again, the recap, because the Chesed Discord is built on this. Atta is referring to the essence, Atmos, the essence of Hashem. Haresa, Hashem allowed the essence to be revealed. Lada, so we could connect to the essence of Hashem. And it was like this. This that the essence is revealed. And that's how we say Atta, in a revealed way. Yes, the essence revealed. <clears throat> in other words, that it's revealed just like it's in the essence. Just the way it's in the essence, you can't touch it, you can't feel it, you can't connect it. But once Hashem reveals it, you can connect to that essence. And this, you know, in the essence, we know Hashem exists. How can we comprehend it? It's the essence. How is it possible for us human beings to connect to the essence of Hashem. But on the other hand, this that it's possible to have an understanding and a, a, a comprehension in godliness, that's because Hashem decided to reveal the essence by Matan Torah. Because normally, yeah, how can you connect to the essence? But Hashem decided, after Haresa, you, the essence of Hashem, decided to reveal your essence. Up to the point, Daldas, that we physical people can comprehend it. We can have a Yadiyah, we can have an understanding in godliness. Not only that, through having an understanding, we have an understanding of the essence of Hashem. As the author writes in Yiddish, as Mazol Dich we should know you, we should know you, your essence, not what you do and how you behave and what your name is. We should know the essence of Hashem. So that's the first part of the verse. Recap. You, the essence of Hashem, the Atmos, the essence of Hashem, Haresa, allowed yourself to be revealed, Ladasa, we could comprehend the essence of Hashem. And then the verse, so this is huge, I mean, it's like the highest level you can get. But then the verse goes on to say, Ki Hashem that Yudke Vavke and Elkim is really one, Einoid Mulvadi, there's nothing other than Hashem in this world. In other words, the knowledge that we have in Hashem, because after Rasulas we have the essence of Hashem, is in two components. One is Havayahu Alakim that good Kabafke and Alakim is really really one. And the second analogy we have is that there's no there's nothing in this world other than Hashem. So now they're asked a, a, a very simple but profound question. What did we just learn? We learned something revolutionary. Atta, the essence of Hashem, Haresa Hashem exposed, he allowed to, to be shown the his essence, and so that we can comprehend it. So what are you telling me afterwards? Havai, so well, Havaya Lokim, Yudke Bavke and Lokim are the same thing. Ainad Movadoi. What is it? What is Yudke Bavke? It's a name of Hashem. 
Elohim is the name of Hashem. What is a name? A name is a ray. It's not the essence. So what's the connection between at the Haray I know the essence where Hashem will akim. You're dealing with the essence. <laughs> why are we getting short chain? Why are we getting distracted with names? Names is just a ray. We want we want to stick to the essence. Powerful question. Simple question, a powerful question. So now that I was going to explain, he says as follows. We'll understand this based on what's brought down in Hasidic discourses on the verse of Atahareso, that the idea of Atahareso Das, this that the essence of Hashem allowed himself to reveal so we couldn't comprehend him, is basically the idea that Hashem decided to open and to allow us to have a knowledge in the essence of Hashem so that we creations of Hashem should have an understanding in Hashem. <clears throat> so in other words, the reason why, why did God do it? You know, why did Hashem allow Atta, the essence of Hashem, Haresa decided to reveal Ladas? Why did Hashem do it? The, the reason why Hashem allowed himself to be exposed, his essence, so that we should know his, know his essence. That's one insight. Because we start to explain Hashem Elohim if we have the essence of Hashem. In other places in Chassidus explains the reason why Hashem decided to allow in the world of Atzilut, because we know the world of Atzilut is close to Hashem. It's it's a world, but it's still close to Hashem. That's why it's called Atzilut, from Eitzel, it's close to Hashem. And over there, it's a unified world. Atzilut is really a unified world. But this that Hashem allowed, that in the world of Atzilut, there should be an opening for the ten spheroids in the world of unity. Because through that, we will have... Um, <coughs> We will we will create the revelation of Hashem in the world. So in other words, like this: this that Hashem allowed the essence of Hashem to be revealed, so that we should understand Hashem. This that Hashem allowed in the world of Atzilus, which is a unified world, should be ten spheres, is so that the revelation of Hashem could be in the world. In other words, like this, and they're explaining this follows. <coughs> We're in this world, Hashem is, Hashem is everywhere, but Hashem is concealed. Where's the main revelation of Hashem in this world? In an internal way. So the main revelation of Hashem in this world, in an internal way, is mainly in our intellect. When you study, when you meditate, when you pray and you think about the way Hashem created the world, maintains the world. So where are you seeing God? In your intellect. The key to connecting with Hashem and the greatest revelation takes place is in our intellect and in our emotions. So the greatest revelation of Hashem, again, in this world is where? In our intellect and our emotions. Now, this that we can comprehend godliness and to be excited about godliness, where does this come from? It comes from the 10th sphere of Atzilut. Again, this that we in this world can have a relationship with God, connect to God 
is we have the greatest revelation in our intellect and our emotions, and that comes from the ten spheres of Atilos. How does that work? In other words, since that's so to speak, that in Atsilos is basically a godly world. It's Oilama Achtas, it's a unified world. But in this unified world, Hashem decided that even though it's a unified world, it's really all about God, there should start being layers of something, and you have the formation or the shape of intellect and emotions. So by Hashem creating intellect, the ten spheres of intellect and emotions in the world of Atsilos, that causes that in this physical world, in our life, we have the ten, the ten spheres of intellect and emotions. And what's the source of our intellect and emotions from the world of Atsilas? And through that, we're able to have an understanding in our intellect and an emotional connection with godliness. In other words, the fact that we get excited, we're emotionally charged, whether we love Hashem, we're in awe of Hashem, where does it come from? It comes from the Midos, the, the, the seven mo- emotions of, of, of the spheres in the world of Atsilas. And this, that we're able to comprehend God and godliness, that comes from where? From the intellect of Atsilas. Now, <clears throat> this that is explained in the Hasidic discourses, based on the verse, Atahareisaldas, it means Hashem allowed the essence of Hashem to be revealed, so that we should have an understanding in godliness. So that's why Hashem decided to expose the essence of Hashem. So the question, you're going to say, one second. Hashem accomplished it. In the world of Atzillus, in the world of Atzillus, the world of unity, he put in Chachma Bin Adas, Chesed Guru Tzadik, that's how he has all the spheres, and that's how we have it. Why do you have to also open up and expose the essence of Hashem? And the reason is because Hashem wanted us to have a knowledge of Hashem <clears throat> not only not only in the level of Atzilus, but Hashem wanted us to be able to comprehend the essence of Hashem. Like the author wrote before, it said in Yiddish, Dich Vissin. Hashem didn't only want us to know and feel, but He wanted us to know the essence of Hashem. Because when what happens like this, True, our processing system is our intellect and our emotions. But so we comprehend we, and we emotionally charge. What's the source? Yes, from the intellect of Atsilas and from, and from the emotions of Atsilas. But on the other hand, <clears throat> when the, 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 the spheres of, of, of Atsilas comes from the understanding and the essence of Hashem. So what happens then is, even though it goes to the world of Atsilas, our connection becomes so much deeper, we get connected to the infinite light of Hashem, which is higher than Atsilas, up until the point that we have the power to connect to Atmos. So in other words, the Rebbe's saying is like this. <clears throat> when Hashem created the world... What he did was he a he exposed the essence of himself, and he also allowed in Atzilus it should be the ten spheres. So therefore, when we want to connect with our intellect and emotions, we can connect to the world of Atzilus. But even deeper, we have the power to connect to the essence of Hashem, and that's why it says at the Haresel Das. 
after referring to the essence of Hashem, expose the essence of Hashem, Atmos, the essence of Hashem, so that we can co- connect. And Why? Because in the ten spheres of Atzilus, and even the level of, of Chabad of Atzilus, in the world of Atzilus, even in Chabad, there is something which is called Oirois and Kalim. There's the light in the vessel. Now, every one of the spheres has the light, the light of Chachma, the vessel of Chachma, the light of Chesed, the vessel of Chesed, except all the spheres. What is the source of the light? The light of, of the Chachma, even in the world of Atzilus. So the source is from the name of Hashem Yudkei What is the source of the vessel from Elohim? When we have the comprehension, so before we go further, so you have the in the world of Atzilus, you have all the spheres, you have the light and the vessel. The light coming from Yudkei Bavke and the vessel is coming from Elohim. Now, so how do we view it naturally? There's the light, there's the vessel, there's Avaya, there's Elohim. Two different forces. But when we have the understanding that Havaya and Elohim is really, really one, so then we come to the realization, guess what? It's not the light, the vessel, we come to the realization that really ain't at Mulvadoi. Even though, again, there's a light in the vessel, and, it comes from Yitkei, and one comes from Elohim, but when you realize Havaya and Elohim, it's all one, then you come to the realization that ain't at Mulvadoi. Why is that? Because the two names of Havaya and Elohim, the way they're on their own, yes, they're two different things. Havaya is, is, is more infinite and Elohim is more finite. This is more connected to light. This is more connected to the vessel. And it's possible it's opposite. Light and vessel, it's opposite. Why? Because what's Havaya is all about revelation. And Elohim is all about contraction, concealment. So, but the fact that we say, Hashem Hu Elohim, where it's all one, why is it all one? Because the truth is, what are they? They're the names of Hashem, which is above names. It's the names of Hashem, and it looks like it's two, but it's names of Hashem, and Hashem is above names. But Hashem, for some reason, wanted that the revelation of Hashem should be in this world through two different paths, Yudke, Bavke, Elohim, infinite and finite. So what, what happens is, even after it comes down into Yudke um, Bavke uh, and Elohim, infinite, finite, Yudke Bavke, two different names, etc., and it's opposite, but nevertheless, it's still, it's still, they're, still, they're still in sync. Up to the point that Avaya Elohim Kulachat, that really, really, it's all one. So in other words, <clears throat> what the is teaching us, something very powerful over here is, that on one hand, yes, Hashem allowed us to connect to what? To the essence of the infinite light. Hashem allowed us to connect to Atzilus. We connect through our intellect and through our emotions. But on a certain level, this is light, this is, this is, this is, this is the vessel, this is Yudkei Bavkei, Hashem Elohim. But in the source, it's really all one. And we get to that place, you realize Hashem Elohim and Eino Malvadei. Now, so what we're saying is like this. The truth is, it's really all one. So now that we're going to go into like a, a, a little deep Kabbalistic journey into the idea of a seminal Kim is really, really one. So let's hold on tight. This, the, what did we just learn? That the air and the Kali, the light and the vessel, which is represented by the, which is by the name of Yudke Bavke and Elohim, in its source is really, really one. So the Rebbe says there's different levels. There's different levels to how it's really, really one. In other words, 
So generally speaking, we're saying it's one. What is it referring to one? It's referring to, and I'll say it in Hebrew, and I'll translate it, the Eser Svirot Hagnuzot. The ten spheroids, which technically is ten, but the way they're hidden. That means on the level of where it's Eser Svirot Hagnuzot, the way they're hidden, then they're really it's all one. Why? Because even in the Eser Svirot Hagnuzot, where it's hidden, it, you also have a little bit like the light in the vessel. Why? Because even though it's hidden, and technically it's almost like one, but there's still, there's still light and there's still the vessel. And within the Esoterius Hagnuzois, that's the source of the light and the vessel in the Esoterius Hagluyois, in the ten series which is revealed. But in the hidden ones, it's it, it, over there it's really, really one. And it was like this. You have the ten series where they're revealed. Where do they come from in its source? Ten series where they're hidden. So in there, there's already room that it, that it should be revealed once. In the revealed, each sphere is separate. You see ten distinct spheres. In its source, even though it's ten spheres, but you see that it's really all one. The, the, the veneer, and the, 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 uh, and it looks like it's ten, that goes away in necessary spheres In other words, just like the way the spheres are divided up, Chachma, Bina, etc., where is it divided up? In the revealed spheres. But in the concealed spheres, it's only one. It's all it's all in sync and it's all one. It's all unified. So the same thing also in reference to dividing up the light in the vessel. This in, in the revealed word, this is a lightness of the vessel, but in the essence of they're all one. So in generally speaking, again, <clears throat> this we say Hashem in Esoterius Agnuzos, they're really in sync, in generally. But there is even more specific, that's on one level. More, if you look more closely, even the, in Esoterius Agnuzos, the light in the vessel is still two separate things. So, so when we said, we just learned that Havai and Elohim is one, or Oyer and Kaylee is really, it's not Esoterius Agnuzos, superficially look like, yeah, over there it's in sync. But the fact is, it's still separate. It's more unified, but it's still separate. So now we're going to learn a second level. We're possibly, this is the next level, where it's really one. So this is what we're saying, that Vayelokim, Oyus and Kalim are really one. It's referring to the light before the Tzimtzum, before the big contraction. After the Tzimtzum, so then you have already light and vessel, and you have Hashem, Yudke, Bavke, and Elokim, it's separate. But before the Tzimtzum, guess what? It's all one. And never explains, why is that? Because we know that the light before the Tzimtzum, there's two, there's, two, there's two levels, in generally speaking. What are the two levels? The light on its own uh, is ain't safe, it's infinite. The light. Now the spheres that come from the light, those spheres are, have no limit. Since the light before the Tzimtzum is infinite, so the spheres that come are, are infinite. And that's the source, the light before the Tzimtzum, of the light which is called Ayur why is Ur Savev infinite? Because it comes from the light before the Tzimtzum, which, which over there it's infinite. Now, but on the other hand, then Hashem decided to create a world with worlds and spheres, etc. So over there you already have the source, the source of the ten spheres, starting out obviously with the first level of the Esospheres of Gnuzais, and that becomes the source of Ur Mali. So even though technically it's two levels, before the Tzimtzum you have the, the infinite light, and from there is a source of Ayur then you have 
it's not finite light, it's the infinite light, but already Hashem decided He was going to create the world, so you already have the source of the finite light. <clears throat> so over there, technically, it's all one. And that's why it says that, that the, the big name of Hashem, or before the Tzimtzum, it's like, I'll, I'll say it in Hebrew, Havaya, Yudke Vavke, which is the infinite, Benikud Elokim. So you, on one hand, you have it's the infinite light, but on the other hand, you have the source for the finite light. And it was the light on its own is infinite. Yudke Vavke. But nevertheless, you have the source of the finite light of Umali, and you have that's why you have the unity the So Techno was saying this the light before the symptom over there you have the, the infinite light. Then you have it's the source for the finite light, and technically it's really all one. Now, but nevertheless says this that <clears throat> you have that it's a source for the finite light. Is that because Hashem decided, you know, Oliver Tzayna, he decided, um, the, uh, the, the infinite light of Hashem, that he has ten spheroids. So what happens when Hashem decided, again, we took me four to seven, Hashem decides, again, there's one infinite light. Then there's the part that Hashem decides we're going to have a finite light, ten spheroids. So Hashem, once Hashem decided, so what happens like this, let's say you decide you want to do something. So the deciding that you wanted, that gives you the satisfaction. You know, it doesn't even have to play out. Notice, once you decide it on a certain level, it'll exist. Okay, you have to bring it to reality to make it happen. So in other words, so the source of the light, which exists before the symptom, <clears throat> it's not a separate idea. But technically, it's really, it's, it's one. So on one hand, you have the infinite light, then you have the source, but even though it didn't happen yet, okay, so, so that's why it's still part of the infinite light. Now, and that's why it's called that the, the Shmai HaGadol, the big name of Hashem before the Tzimtzum, is called Havaya Benikadelakim. In other words, you have one name which has both components. You have the shame of Yud Kei the infinite part, and then you have the part where it's a source for what's going to be later on. So in generally speaking, you can say, what is Hashem Akim? It's referring to the light before the Tzimtzum. It was the light, the infinite light, and the light that from there is a source for the finite light, for Eir Amali. But Rebbe says, one second, since in the will of Hashem to create the finite world, and there should be Svirot, so there is existing some kind of, you can almost like touch it on a spiritual level, because obviously, because it exists, you can, you can, you can fulfill the dream that Hashem had. So therefore, you must say that in the light before the Tzimtzum, you have the source for the Eir the infinite light, the Yud Kei and also the source of Mali. So technically it's two separate things. They're not physical two separate things, we're dealing on a spiritual level, but since on that level, in the light before the Tzimtzum, there's the infinite light and the one that's the source from Amale. So it's, te- it's two different, two different, it's not Hashem Elohim, it's still Yudke Bavke, and that's Elohim, even though it's a source, but still it's two separate identities. So now we're back to square one. What is, when we say Hashem Elohim, we first tried Esther Zagnuzois, which is an idea, then there was a no, it's still divided up, even on a, re- a concealed place. We saw before the Tzimtzum, where it's a source, no, but it's still, it's still a source of it. So now we're going to go into the highest level, and this is a fine piece, and let's, let's do it. The true idea of Havaya Elohim, that Yudke Bavke and Elohim is the same thing, 
is referring to on what level? I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it. In Yechoilus. Yechoilus means not a source, but potential. Not source, because source means it's something. Yechoilus means it has a potential. And if it's higher, obviously, than the spirit itself, <clears throat> it's not possible to have spirits over there. In other words, what does Yechoilus mean? Yechoilus means it has potential. He knows it knows in Yechoilus, in the, this level of light, higher than the light before the Simpson, there's potential from there to give off light, which is the source of UK above K, and there's the potential not to give off light. And that's the source of Shem Elohim, and that's over there, it's one. So, in other words, like this we're dealing with us on the highest level, not Ayur Haganus, not the light before the Simpson, we're dealing with a level of light. Where it's not a source for the world. But from there, you have the potential. Potential for what? For both. You have the potential for both. You have the potential for the to, for infinite light. And you have the potential for concealment. You can't call it concealment. You can't call it a source because it didn't do anything yet. It's not like you had a desire. You had a will. No, there's nothing yet. There's a potential. Nothing can come from the potential also. So in the potential, you have the potential for the light... You have the potential for the darkness. You have the potential for the light. You have the potential for the vessel. You have the potential for Yudke Bavke. And you have the potential for what? For Shem Elohim. <clears throat> and over there, you can say Hashem Elohim is one thing. Because it is one thing. You have the potential for it. Like Joseph likes explained elsewhere that in the light before the Tzimtzum, that even the light, which is before the will to, 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 to create it, so even over there, the revelation and the concealment is two separate things. So therefore, the, the, the spiritual work, which is coming from the source of before the symptom, what's the goal? If it's before, to have a lot of light. Like you had, like before the symptom was a lot of light, so it's something that's a lot of light. But in order to accomplish our mission in this world, of what's our mission in this world to take a dark world and to make it a godly world in other words what mean, what doesn't mean to kick out the darkness it means that the darkness itself should give off light again, not again you bring in a candle to, to the darkness you overpower no the darkness itself shines how could the darkness itself shine it can't come from the light before the symptoms because over there either it's coming from the light or it's coming from the part which concealment but the fact that the darkness has the power to give off light that's coming from Yechoilus that it has the potential from because if you go back to its source where it has a potential the same potential it has to give off light has to give, give off darkness so how can you take this world and bring light into the darkness by going back to the place where it has potential for both and it's this that it has potential to give off light, the source for light, and the source for that shouldn't give off light for darkness. It's really, really one. So what happens is when you reach the yichoyles, darkness and light is the same thing. You have darkness, you have light, and it's all the same thing. So if you want to transform the, the darkness into light, the only way to do it is to go and reach the potential of light. So, in other words, the ultimate Hashem Hu Elohim, Yud Kein Vav Kein is referring to Yechoilas. And by connecting to that place, then you can take the darkness of the world and transform it.
And this is the connection of Rebbe between Hashem Uwalakim, which again, we're connecting to the Yechidus, the potential, with Enoid Mulvani, besides Hashem, there's nothing. Why? When a person comes to the realize, realization that Hashem Uwalakim, which means that in potential, there could be light, there could be darkness, and if we can take the dark and turn it light, then we come to the realization that really, there's no place where Hashem is not there, because every place, it's not like darkness exists. In darkness, it became dark, but the potential is for light as well. In other words, this that we see, that Hashem and Elikim is really, really one, what does that mean practically? That we serve Hashem. How do we serve Hashem? So it says the Torah says clearly, we should love Hashem. And we should love, we should love Hashem, God our God. How should we love Hashem? And we know it says, it doesn't say with your own heart. Plural, double heart. What does it mean, double heart? We have to serve Hashem with our double heart. What's our double heart? Because we have two hearts. We have the the Yetzir Toiv, and we have the Yetzir Hara. And the goal is that not only the Yetzir Toiv should serve Hashem, not only our, our godly souls should serve Hashem, but also the Yetzir Hara, the animal souls should serve Hashem. What is the source of the Yetzir Hara? The source is from the concealment of Shem Elohim. And the the, 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 the Yetzir Hara should love Hashem, just like the Yetzir Toiv loves Hashem, which comes from the source of Yud Kei and when we able to, in a practical way, create that not only our godly soul, not only our Yetzirah serves Hashem, but our animal soul, our Yetzirah serves Hashem, which means we're connecting to Hashem will Akim in the deepest level, then we know that Enid Mavade, that really the only really thing that exists is Hashem. In other words, that the source of everything, of the revelation of Yudke Bavke, and the same re- source for, for, for the concealment of Elohim is the fact that Hashem is able to, Yecholta, He can give off light, and he, can, and he has the ability not to give off light. And the fact that He's able to, that's not a separate and distinct entity from Hashem. It's the fact that Atmos, the essence of Hashem, is could, could. He could do both. He can give off light and not give off light. And that's, that's the definition of Eneid Movandoy. So another like this, let's, to, to have clarity in the verse, Atta Horesul you, referring to the essence of Hashem, reveal the essence so we can know Hashem. But then it says, Ki Hashem Alakim, we said, what do you mean? It, <laughs> if we're dealing with the essence, what's the, what's, what, what, what's the point of Hashem Alakim? And the answer Hashem Alakim is teaching us that in order to to, con- to get even deeper, we have to we have to go to the yichoyles, the potential which comes from Asmus. and from the potential. Since we're dealing with, then you can have Hashem and Elohim is the same thing, and then we'll come to the ultimate realization, Einad Mavadoi, and that's why it says in the beginning of the verse, Ata Reisladas, and like the author writes is in translating Yiddish, do the essence of Hashem Hasuk Bavizin, you reveal yourself, so we should know you. Why? Because. Yechoyles, potential, the only thing that's a potential, like it could give off light, not give off light, that comes from Atmos. Atmos is the powerful potential. Knows the knowledge, and Atmos, the knowledge of the Yechoyles, that is knowing the essence of Hashem. Because if, if you, until you don't get to the level of Yechoyles, it's not the essence of Hashem, it's revealed. Even the light before the symptom. So Atmos, Atmos is when we get to the essence of Hashem, and then we get to the level of Yechoyles. Based on this, the Rebbe explains the connection between the two insights that we learned before in Atta Reis Lodas. 
that what? First we learned Atta is referring to, the one level is, Atta is referring to who is Soivev, Atta is, is the lower level, which is Mali. And Atta is the next level is, Atta is referring to the essence of Hashem. In other words, <clears throat> this that we have a knowledge and understanding in the light of Hashem that comes in the world, Mali, what's the reason why? The reason is so that the intellect of the animal soul should know godliness. Why do we have to know the part Hashem is enclosed in the world? So that the animal soul's intellect should understand godliness. Now, this that the animal soul should understand godliness, up to the point, not just understand it, he should be able to totally become bitul hayesh, he can humble his, 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 his self, which is the opposite of nature, because the animal soul is all about self, not nullifying self. How does so? First, he has to come to that understanding, the Nefesh of Bahamas. But how is he able to nullify himself? That's by revealing the Asmos, the source of it, and by revealing the source, the literally the darkness. The animal soul itself can be, could, could be, a, be a source of light. Where does it come from? From nothing, nothing revealed. It's not going to work. It comes from the, the power of the essence of Hashem. The knowledge, yes, is an Ur But the source to nullify it comes from Atmos. After we have this level of understanding, then we have the level of understanding that, 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 that's connected to the idea of Ur And that's part of the, 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 the verse, which is the Yedata We have to know the, 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 the part of Hashem when He comes into harvest over the world. And the light of, of Mamali which comes into the world is only a ray, which you, which you can't compare to Erasavev. But then, once we get that level, we're able to meditate and realize of the real power that Umali has, that the Nefesh Bahamas could also comprehend it. How could Nefesh Bahamas understand the real power of Umali? That comes from Atmos. So you see that basically those two insights of Atta, they go in sync. On one hand, you need the lowest level so that the Nefesh Bahamas can comprehend it, but then you have to elevate it to Saiviv even higher, and to realize that even though that Mamali comes from Saiviv, but ultimately they're both connected to the essence of Hashem. And by connecting to the essence of Hashem, even the Nefesh Bahamas can be transformed. So based on this, Jerry explains beautifully what's brought before in the, in the, in the, uh, from, from, the, from, from the different Hasidic discourses, that this that Hashem decided <clears throat> to expose and to reveal the knowledge in, in, in the essence of Hashem, why did Hashem do that? So we should have a knowledge and understanding in godliness. In other words, there's, there's the essence of Hashem, there's the knowledge of the essence of Hashem, and the fact that we should have the knowledge in Hashem. What was the reason why Hashem decided to reveal the essence of Hashem? So should we should understand the essence of Hashem. So the Rebbe says, since Hashem went ahead and revealed this essence, so that we can comprehend it, and we can connect to it, so you must say that the fact that we comprehend the essence of Hashem is a much greater and deeper than just the idea of the essence of Hashem. In other words, what they're saying is like this. Let me, let me explain it before we go further. You have 
the essence of Hashem. The essence is not necessarily revealed. Hashem decided to reveal it. Okay, he could have revealed it. But no, but he didn't only reveal it for revealing it. He revealed it so we can comprehend it and connect to it. So the Rebbe says, you must say that the fact that we comprehend it is much deeper than the actual knowledge of the essence of Hashem. I'll let the Rebbe give us an example. The author writes in Tanya as follows. Hashem created the world. So he created the infinite God, and you have the, the Tzimtzum, you have the world of Tzillas, Bria, Tzirah, Siyah, multiple worlds. What's the ultimate? <clears throat> the ultimate, Hashem created this world. He put us in this world, and we over here, we, we live in this world, we do mitzvahs, and so on and so forth. What was the intent why Hashem created all the worlds? The ultimate intent was, wasn't for the higher world, where God is more revealed. Why? Because that's a downgrade. If you have the infinite God, and you have a, a, a world where Hashem is more revealed, but still He's concealed, so, so who, who needs a world where Hashem is concealed? But the ultimate, the purpose of the higher worlds, so you can keep on downgrading it, up to the point you have a world which is called Tachter, which means God is concealed. But by creating a world where God is so concealed, that completes the intent of Dira, Hashem had a dream. He had a wish. He wanted a dwelling place for the essence of Hashem where in a betachtoinim, in a place where God is concealed. He wanted to create a dira, a dwelling place for the essence of Hashem. Now, so the let's think about it. the infinite light of Hashem. Hashem is more revealed now, more concealed, more concealed, up to the point where he's totally concealed. Where did Hashem want to live in this world? He, Hashem had a thrill. He wanted to be a place where he's not wanted, and we should look for him and want him. That's what Hashem. And every time we find him, he loves it. But all the worlds in between, that's not what he wanted. That's actually a downgrade. This world is where it's at. Now, so therefore, <clears throat> let's look at the higher worlds. In order to have this world, so you, you have higher, we call it higher, God's more revealed. But what's the, you have the higher world, God's more revealed, what's the purpose? The purpose is to keep on creating more concealment to have this world. So, in the higher worlds, you have two components to it. On one hand, it's a higher world, but on the other hand, it's a source for this con- this, con- this concealed world. So the, the, the part in the higher worlds, where it's a source for this world, is higher than the world itself. Because this is the ultimate goal. Because the higher world is actually a downgrade for Hashem. But the fact that it's used to create this physical world, that's their upgrade. The upgrade of the higher world is by creating this world. So the same thing also never says, the fact that Hashem decided that He wanted to reveal His essence. So that, that that's a downgrade. Who, who reveals their essence? Who becomes so vulnerable? And even though He's only revealing it technically to Himself, but the fact is, it's out. if it's revealing, it's obviously outside Himself. But the reason why Hashem decided was, like we learned before, so that we physical people in this world should get to know the essence of Hashem. Up until the point, not that we should, the godly soul should know the essence of Hashem. Our animal soul should know the essence. The intellect of our animal soul should know the essence of Hashem. And we, when the intellect of our animal soul connects to the essence of Hashem, what gets revealed, like we learned before, Hashem Olakim, which is the Yechoilis, the ability of the infinite part to create to create light and darkness. And we draw down this knowledge in, 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 into this world. What happens is, is we actually elevate the essence of Hashem as well. 
So in other words, like this. <clears throat> so now they're going to tie it in. He says as follows. What we just learned. The elevation that takes place in the knowledge of the essence of Hashem from the fact that we know Hashem. So it's similar to like, like we learned in the Bechvidim of the Chesedic Discourse of the effect that the feet have on the head. The head is higher than the feet. It's the intellect, the brains, the uh, everything we have in our head. But the fact is, yes, on a certain component it's higher. But on a certain level you need the feet. The feet take you where you want to go to. Why? So how, how does the feet have the power? And the answer is, because the source of the feet is higher than the head, and like the expression in Kabbalah is always not that the edge is wedged all the way higher in the beginning. Now, this idea that we're saying the head and the feet take the head and the feet source is that's from the level of Ishtashlas. The head is here, feet is here, the feet is uh, uh, sourced higher, etc. So by, by using your feet, you're elevating. But that's on a level of Ishtashlas, one level to the next. It's amazing. But on the other hand, there's a whole different level in Atare Sladas, which means that when we know we get to know Hashem. We actually don't only draw down the level of Ishtalshalus, just like the example with the feet, but we actually draw down the level of Enoid Movade, which is basically the level of Yechoilus Ha'atzmos. <clears throat> so in other words, like this. There's two different levels of connecting, understanding Hashem. There's one way we connect to understanding of Hashem through one level. That's the level of Ashtashlos. We're elevating a level, a high level to the level of Ashtashlos. But then there's a level we elevate literally the essence of Hashem. So that's why, the Rebbe explains beautifully, why what happens is, before we do the Hakafot, we say the verse, which verse? Atareis Lodas. Ki Hashem Olakim Einad Movadei. Why? Because what we learn, every one of these verses explain the idea of simcha, of joy, happiness. Because by saying the verse, and like we're gonna, we, we learned and we're going to recap, and this gives us the greatest explanation in the joy that takes place on, the, on, on our comfort and simcha's Torah. Why? Because this, that the joy comes from the fact that the feet are carrying the head like we learned before the first level in Simcha. What is that referring to? It's referring to the feet elevate the head and it elevates all the high levels up until we know we know Hashem. We know Hashem. So again, so the first level of Simcha is the way the feet elevate the head even the highest level. But deeper is that what happens when we dance in Simcha's Torah, what do we bring down? We even bring down from the level of Makkah, which is higher than head and feet, up to the point that we actually bring down the level of Ein Oid Molvadoi, which we actually connect to the deeper level, the level of Yechoilos Ha'atzmos. So in other words, what I'm saying is what happens on Simcha's Torah is two things that happen. We have the tremendous Simcha. One, one example of Simcha is the what? The fact that the feet are taking the head, which seemingly the head should be carrying the feet. And the answer is because not Seifman Klaus, and that through the feet, we're elevating the head and higher and higher, but again, all within Seyder Yishtalshlos. But then we have the other component. We dance with the Torah closed. Meaning there's no higher, lower. It's totally connected to the essence. 
And that's the other component of of Simchas Torah. We're connecting to what to the utmost, the essence of Hashem, and the fact that Hashem has Yecholis. The highest source, we have the ability of light and darkness and uh, the light and the vessel and Yudke Bavke and Shem Elokim. Now, what's the vessel for these two powerful components? <clears throat> that is the vessel to create these two powerful components of Simcha and to connect to these two levels, the high level and like the essence of Hashem. That comes from the unity of the Jewish people on two levels. On one hand, the unity where everyone is unique, everyone has their thing, but we respect each other, and we're totally, we're, we're one nation, we're unique, everyone has their, their uh, qualities, but we, 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 we connect each other. But then the other hand, and that's called the, the specific ability that everyone has, and like two things, one hand we all have, on one hand we're all, we're all one, in other words, on one hand we have the, the fact is we all have ten koichas and nefesh. Like, like for example, we have the intellect, we have the emotions, just like there's different types of people. And each one completes one another. Everyone they complements each other. But then there's a deeper connection. There's a deeper unity. What's a deeper unity? The the part that we have our yichida, and that's where in the level of yichida and neshama, there's no higher or lower. It's really one. And by connecting to the yichida, the higher level of unity, this is actually a preparation. Rebbe says for the true and complete redemption through Mashiach. Why? Because what's Mashiach? Mashiach is all about the yichida. It's about the real oneness. We're really, really one. And the fact is, Rebbe says, every single Jewish person has a spark of Mashiach. In other words, our Yechidah, part of our Neshama, which is called Yechidah, and everyone is a, is a part of the spark of the global Yechidah of Mashiach. Up to the point that Moshe Rabbeinu, who is our first Redeemer, and everyone has a part of Moshe Rabbeinu within us. So Mashiach is going to come, the Rebbe says, and the, the Yechida part, the Yechida within us, the Yechida Yemashiach is going to come and going to take us and redeem us out of this Golas. And it's going to take us standing upright to, to Eretz Yisrael with the um, true redemption, the complete redemption. And Rebbe says it's going to happen very, very, very soon. So obviously this is a very, very beautiful, powerful Hasidic discourse, deep Hasidic discourse. But I think this will give us a whole different level of uh, connecting to Hashem connecting to the essence of Hashem and connecting to the oneness of Hashem which allows us to connect to the oneness of everyone which will give us the greatest unity which like Rebbe says the ultimate unity is the unity connecting with Mashiach and let's hope and pray that our next class will be with Mashiach Tzidkenu in Yerushalayim Ir HaKodesh have a great and blessed week thank you so much for joining us